and welcome to the We Localize podcast. We'll be talking all things multilingual, localization, translation, technology, AI, NLP, and loads more, helped along by a wide variety of guests. I'm Louise Law, your host, and in this third episode of the podcast, I'm delighted to welcome Amy Ansari, who is the Chief Executive at Clear Global, a non-profit organization helping people to get vital information and be heard whatever language they speak. Hi, Amy. We're so pleased you can join us on the podcast and we're welcoming you from Greece. So welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited about it. It's always good to talk to you, Louise. Oh, thanks, Amy. So just, just before we get into it, to, to give our listeners some background, last year, May 2021, you announced the launch of a Clear Global, which is a new organisation that incorporates Translators Without Borders. And I know Translators Without Borders, super organisation, founded in 1993. And Clear Global is like the new chapter, you know, continuing to build on that work and importantly, expanding on that great work. There's a lot happening in the world right now, not all of it good. And we've seen several crises unfold over the past couple of years. We have the COVID pandemic. There's obviously the, the, the war in Ukraine happening. And that expansion of the work that you do, you, you seem to be addressing wider and more challenging global issues that kind of go way beyond that kind of original premise of, of translating healthcare information. And just before we kind of, you know, get into get into the conversation, Amy, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. just like to share four kind of facts, four pieces of information with everyone that, that really shows how, how the, the organisations have really elevated the scope of the work. First one, last year, the community translated 30 million words and more recently translated 1 million words to connect people in and fleeing Ukraine to help them get the aid and support that they need in the right language. The second fact that you've you've actually launched a multilingual glossary to help prevent sexual exploitation and abuse and that includes 208 terms and is available in 29 languages and at the height of the Covid pandemic you developed a multilingual glossary in key COVID-19 terminology to help push out clear and consistent public information. Third fact, you're currently working on a major report for the World Health Organization on sexual exploitation. And finally, you're also shifting, so you're focusing on sustainability issues to help broaden education in multiple languages on various environmental challenges. So few. <laughs> That's four pretty big areas. And I know there's a lot more, Amy. And these are incredible activities. Yes. And, and I know it's been quite a time for you and the team. So just how are you feeling at the moment? Could, could you share with us how Clear Global, you know, have you been able to be so agile and expand with the scope of the work that you're doing under so much pressure? Thanks so much for that uh, summary. It's very uh, kind and polite of you to do that. We are almost at two million words for Ukraine now. I, I think like everybody almost everybody in the world right now, almost all of us are tired. The pandemic has being in lockdown, always having to worry about wearing a mask and all of that sort of thing uh, has exhausted a lot of people. And to have to also respond to that crisis just made it that much more exhausting. And then the, the conflict in Ukraine, the crisis in Ukraine started, which meant we had to respond. 
we're very fortunate that we have amazing sponsors like We Localize that consistently support the work we do. So we can have a team that can adapt and reprioritize, at least in the short term. Yeah. And companies like yours often, you know, also donate for a specific response. And that means we can hire dedicated staff or like in Ukraine, uh, for the Ukraine response, I went to Ukraine as a result of some of the, the support from our sponsors. And we can start translating very quickly. We also have an amazing community of over 80,000 linguists, editors, designers, project managers who donate their time and skills, particularly when there's a crisis. And that makes it really flexible. You know, having a community that's that large with that many skills means yeah. that we can pull on a lot of different resources. And we are also very fortunate to have team members whose experience is in difficult circumstances responding to crises under incredible pressure. As an organization, we have put preparedness measures into place, job descriptions, rosters of strong candidates, standard operating procedures, streamlined processes that we deploy when there's a crisis. So we've designed the organization and built and grown the organization with, the, uh, with agility in mind so that we can adapt and expand without killing ourselves doing it. That's incredible. And it, there's obviously those those preparedness measures that you mentioned, they're probably more important now because it, it's not as if we're just dealing with one situation. There's multiple situations unfolding all the time. So you really need that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, we were very, we're, it's, you know, a key factor in crisis responses. You always plan to have three crises going on in the world. If there's more than that, then it all collapses. Okay. <laughs> but basically, uh, you can manage about three crises uh, at a time. With the fact that there are limited resources, how do you prioritize? So you're hoping that, that, that not too many crises happen, but what areas are a priority for the, for the team at the moment? Prioritization isn't rocket science. It's hard, but it's not. Yeah. You figure out what's urgent and important. I always ask myself, is anyone going to die if I don't do this? You know, if the answer is yes, yeah. then I have to get it done. But mostly the answer is no. Um, so then it's about really deciding what's going to help us to achieve our mission. I almost always prioritize recruitment because the more, if we have staff positions open, the more people we have doing stuff, the more stuff we're going to get done. And I try to invest in hiring the best people. That's basically right now. Priority is, of course, the Ukraine response. We're also um, trying to prioritize the food security crisis in um, the Horn of Africa. That's a, it's going to be quite a big deal. Those are our, our two big priorities in the organization. We also have a new sort of area of work starting that we're, we're slowly, slowly building a team around. It kind of goes a little bit beyond sort of, obviously, there's a lot of linguists and, and linguistic skills required. So with, with those two crises that you mentioned, are there kind of broader skills that you're requiring over and above the, the linguistic skills that you use? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so our team includes, you know, we have a whole localization team, language services team that is quite skilled and experienced. We also have a team of people um, that, that specialize in language technology and particularly applied language technology. So speech, uh, ASR, speech, you know, speech recognition, machine translation, building haystacks and uh, conversational AI as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have the international programs team. And those are the people that really specialize in how you do sustainable development. How do people, how do we help people to, uh, and countries to meet the sustainable development goals? And all of those three teams come together as a whole in order to help us to achieve our mission. 
initially you wouldn't necessarily think of all those things would you when conversation AI is so important like all the multilingual chatbots and the all you know the, the the speech recognition that is so important for the future of, of clear global and everyone really isn't it well speech recognition in particular is important low resource speech recognition is important uh, a lot of the most marginalized people in the world of course don't have a lot of education and so have very low literacy levels. So being able to do speech recognition in a low resource language just opens a whole world for them. You know, it opens a whole world uh, where they can be heard and have their voices listened to and express their concerns. That has incredible potential and power in the world. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of speaks to the the, the people that you're trying to help at the end of the day, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's what the team, our program technology team does is Mm. really think about how we build low resource speech recognition, for example, to, to so that we can hear the voices of people who are on the other side of the front line um, in the fight against Boko Haram. What are some of the challenges that you're facing at the moment then with some of the, you know, with some of the work in the new programs you're working on? I think we probably face the same challenges as a lot of as everyone <laughs> in some ways. Um, recruitment, hiring people is yeah. right now, you know, a challenge for everybody. And we have a deep commitment to hiring people who speak marginalized languages, because if that's who we're seeking to support, then we're never going to succeed unless we have team members in leadership and management roles that do speak those languages and understand the needs and concerns of those people. So that's one they're all volunteers as well, aren't they? The whole network is run on a volunteering basis, isn't it? For the most part, it's run on a volunteering basis. And um, in some parts of the world, you know, electricity and internet are not a given. So all of those, all of those members of our community who, work, who live in places where electricity and uh, internet is not always there, is not a given, they really struggle to be able to mm. do work for us. Appreciate them always. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what's kind of next for Clear Global? What, you know, what's the, the big vision for you guys? Uh, it's funny you ask because we're, we're, we're just formulating this right now. One of the things we've found is that there are about 4 billion people in the world that speak what we call power languages. Okay. English, French, Chinese, Russian. But 4 billion people don't speak those languages. And it's no coincidence that the, that the most vulnerable and the most marginalized often overlap with the 4 billion who don't speak power languages. Of course. So our plan, our audacious plan, is to try to flip that power dynamic to support those 4 billion people who don't speak power languages to get information and be heard through the machine translation and the ASR so their voices can be heard in local and global conversations and debates um, to have their say in the big issues of the day around climate change or financial inclusion. Because without, you know, so trying to flip, really flip that power dynamic, yeah. um, because I, we strongly believe that without those voices, and unless we hear and really assimilate those concerns and ideas and solutions, we're never really going to solve those big problems that affect us all. Absolutely. So our big, our big program is to start 4 billion conversations. I love that. I love flipping the power dynamic. I think that that's great. And that's a that's a really good kind of, you know, giving, you know, empowering those four people, four billion people that that kind of voice is 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 fantastic. Very worthy. Flipping the power dynamic using the power of language. Yeah. Language technology. Yeah. And that's what our industry is all about, isn't it? You know, using the power of language, isn't it? To, To help global connections. 
that's great yeah so importantly how can people help so you know you mentioned obviously you know sponsors before but you know how how can people how can the listeners help your organization achieve that goal amy volunteering being a member of the community always helps um it doesn't matter what your language pair is we always need people who speak all kinds of languages including power languages of course donating uh, running fundraisers those kinds of things, supporting the organization, just getting people excited about what we do. This podcast is great. Uh, yeah. It's a great example of a, of a way that you support us and we so appreciate it. You can find all that information on the Clear Global website, clearglobal.org, uh, Amy, as well, can't you? There's, there's information on the website for volunteering and, do- and donating and everything like that. So On uh, our website and any of our social media um, yeah. has links to... Uh, how you can volunteer, how you can donate, and how you can help get people excited about our work. I know the uh, social media is a really great resource as well for finding out more about the kind of work that that everyone does and and keeping, you know, up to date with, you know, you're you're really good at keeping everyone up to date with what's going on and, you know, some of the programs that you're running as well, aren't you? (laughs) I'll tell our comms team. They'll be very happy to hear. (laughs) Yeah, kudos to them. That's great, Amy. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, you know, it's always an absolute pleasure to speak to you or any of the Clear Global team. We're, you know, we're in awe of the work that you do. It's great. Keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, thank you again for joining us. No, and thank you. We couldn't do it without the ongoing support we get. We've had from We Localize for, I, I should check, probably 10 years now. <laughs> probably. A long we're, time. We're big fans. We're big fans. <laughs> We couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks, Amy. 